hello everyone so today we'll be talking about overcoming anxiety overcoming anxiety so um i mean if i don't talk about it we will (laughs) i'm just kidding but we'll be talking about overcoming anxiety because anxiety or in fact to be honest mental health in general is one of the most overlooked aspects in the body of christ today you know sometimes a lot of the time all the time i wish it wasn't so we would like to have those preachings on prosperity we would like to have those teachings on spiritual stability we would like to have those teachings that give us a sense of hope but you see when mental health crises are involved it is so hard to hope when depression and anxiety is involved it is so hard to to do any of the above things and we must tell ourselves the truth we need to stop demonizing mental health as much as we do yes it sometimes could be demonic attacks but for the most part we must grab the bull of mental health by the horn in the church it's i think it's something important that we need to 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 discuss and so today we'll be talking about anxiety overcoming anxiety something that has been in my heart to discuss for a while i meet a lot of people that have issues with anxiety and it's it's a cry that has just been in my heart for for a while you know you see and the thing the interesting thing about it is this jesus never invalidates us you see we humans we are experts at invalidating and diagnosing one another and sometimes our invalidation would also lead to us judging people but you see jesus never invalidates people he never invalidated the weaknesses and the limitations that the flesh can pose he never invalidates the fact that the flesh can pose as a threat if you are not careful on earth we must keep fighting we must keep fighting against the flesh we must keep fighting against the systems of the world we must build our spiritual lives our spiritual capacity to a point where the flesh is flawed completely to a point where we are standing above the flesh put it that way men invalidate men humans invalidate fellow humans and it is honestly not our fault it is honestly not the fault of people it is not easy to accurately in the flesh sometimes discern what a person needs to hear so when they come with certain issues it's very easy if you're not experiencing it to say you will get over it you will get over it or perhaps you might have even experienced it and you got over it so it is very easy to assume that everybody's reality is just like yours and when you just tell them get over it by some stroke of magic they will just get over it it doesn't work that way it is not easy to discern in the flesh what a person needs to hear and how you need to handle a person that is why we must always consult with the spirit of god when handling our fellow humans especially when mental health is involved you see the leading cause of suicide in the world at large is depression the leading cause of suicide in the world at large is depression imagine how many people have taken their own lives without hearing the gospel imagine how many people at some point heard the gospel but didn't have anybody to walk through life with them and they took their own lives as a result of depression 
Think how many people in the faith, think how many pastors, yes, pastors commit suicide. And the leading cause of suicide is depression. That is why it's a path we must tread carefully. It's a path we must tread carefully. We can't ignore it. We can't close our eyes to it. It's great to pray for financial prosperity. It is excellent to pray for the development and and the equipping of your souls. But mental health, we cannot turn a blind eye to it, especially when we have the cure. Especially when we have an answer. Especially when in Christ we do have an answer. Praise God. Praise God. Oof. It is easy to tend to get super spiritual and religious and forget that people are people. People are people, no matter how, even to the most spiritual. People are people. People have emotions. They have insecurities. They have fears. They have triggers. People have experienced trauma. Dear believer, for everyone you meet, I need you to understand that at least one in every five person you meet has experienced some level of trauma. There is something called PTSD, and it is real. It is real. However, we have an answer. We can't afford to be a part of the number. We can't afford to keep being a part of the number that traumatizes other people. This person already is going through a tough time, and you are an epitome of Christ in that moment to them. And all you have to say is to get over yourself. Or we get extra spiritual about it. You're a Christian now. You're a Christian. Put your head on your put your hand on your head and the other one on your stomach and scream out. I mean, those things are nice. Those things are nice. But we must understand that people are people. And they have feelings. They are not robots. Sometimes a person is so weak to even believe for themselves. You should be willing to pray them, pray them into believing. You should be willing. You don't need anybody's consent to pray for them. And that's the beautiful thing about prayer. It is so much easier to tell a person, just have faith and get over it, than it is to actually hold hands with a person and try try to walk, walk through life. It's so much easier to tell a person, you'll be okay, you'll be okay. Sometimes I want to think it's laziness. It's this sense of laziness, this lack of responsibility that comes with giving these kinds of advices. You see, the Bible has called us to be our brother's keepers. Our brother's keepers for a reason. Not our brother's invalidators. Not our brother's controllers. Not our brother. Our brother's keepers. Praise God. Praise God. We sometimes tend to... in mistakenly invalidate one another but you see jesus never invalidates the human in the flesh jesus never invalidates the human in the flesh as a matter of fact the epitome of of sympathy to the human in the flesh i believe was the fact that christ came in the flesh as a matter of fact the word the word in the book of hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 says that for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. If you think there is anything that can ravage the human flesh, any emotion, any limitation, I want to think that to a degree Jesus felt it. 
and that is why it was so easy for him to empathize with us it's still so easy today for him to sympathize with us that is why a, a believer could be going through extreme mental health crisis and when they face fellow believers the level of invalidation and judgment they get when it sends them back to the secret place they, they realize that the reception is different the reception is so much different it's like jesus is operating on a different frequency with all the people in the, in the church that they have encountered where they fail to judge here with christ not only do they feel validated they feel welcome they feel loved and they feel warm and you see as a church we cannot afford to let this experience be something that only that our brothers or our sisters in christ who go through mental health crisis would only experience when they go back to the father to pray to a large extent we must be willing to replicate that secret place experience with them because we carry the spirit of god regardless may our flesh not get in the way of blessing others on the same scripture the nlt version says therefore we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are yet did not sin i like the word the nlt used it says that the high priest of ours understands our weaknesses understands for he faced all of the same testings we did we do yet did not sin you see when jesus is about to go to the cross and he was praying and praying and praying and praying he prayed so hard the bible says that his blood was as his sweat was as blood i don't think i know anybody in the flesh that has ever prayed that hard do you know the level of emotions level of anxiety anybody who knows that they are going to die not just they are going to die it's not even death death is not even the scary path it's the scary part of things it is the way they know they are going to have their bones crushed nails as in the nails were not small nails like the nails we we have today the nails they used to crucify do you know how fat and how thick those nails needed to be to hold a full-grown man to the cross definitely not a small nail a huge nail to leave a significant hole in the hand he would experience that in his two hands and his legs doesn't end there a crown of thorns his entire scalp is torn and bleeding with whips whips not just regular whips these whips they said had some kind of claw-like things on them some some sharp things at the end so each time the whip gets in his skin it pierces him pulls it out tears the skin open goes in again oh my goodness ah i can't imagine what a person would feel like knowing they were going to experience and ah, jesus doesn't invalidate mental health he understands so today we shall be talking about overcoming anxiety overcoming anxiety and you see the, the experience of jesus in the flesh is one of the significance of experiences that because i have experienced a certain kind of pain and limitation when i meet another person going through it i understand sympathize and empathize with them and not only that it doesn't end there i pray until the hold of the limitation drops 
I pray until I see a significant increase. I pray until I see a significant improvement. You see, that is why the world, the Bible calls us, it says, to put the needs of others above ours. Imagine we lived in an ideal Christian world where we all put the needs of others above, our, above ours. I can imagine how many people would never have committed suicide. I can imagine how many people would never have left the church. I can imagine how many people would, would never have been so scared and so injured. We are called to be our brother's keeper. Praise God. Praise God. But you see, the, all, the opposite end of that now is that today we have people who have faced certain horrible experiences in life. And instead of becoming a cushion in love for others who are currently going through the same, what do we find ourselves doing? Attempting to judge them. But you see, dear believer, Christ, our high priest, the author and finisher of our faith, is calling us to a higher dimension of humanity. Yes, there is a higher dimension of humanity. Yes. Yes, far above the limitations of the flesh, far above what the world is teaching. The world teaches a fast pace is your life kind of doctrine. But no, there is a higher, higher, higher order of being a human being. And this is where Christ is calling us to. He's calling us to a superior path of being our brothers and sisters keepers, traveling over them until Christ be forming in them, traveling over them until we see prophecies fulfilled, traveling over them until they are holy again. Yes. May a broken person never encounter me and live broken in Jesus' name. And I'm praying that same prayer for you. May a broken person never encounter you and live broken in Jesus' name. So a believer dealing with anxiety is not a time to invalidate them like it does not exist because it does. Let's be real. My brother, my sister in Christ dealing with anxiety is not a time for me to say, get over yourself, you'll be okay. What if they're not okay? There's nothing wrong in being there for them. Praise God. I mean, I just felt the need to, 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 to say all of this, you know, because Jesus never invalidates negative experiences. You could have just simply said, okay, now let's look at the, the Bible now. The book of um, John 16, 33 right it says these things i have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace and in the world you shall have tribulation in the world you shall have tribulation but be of good cheer i have overcome the world these things i have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace in the world you shall have tribulation okay it didn't say you 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 may have tribulation oh you shall have tribulation there's tribulation in this world but you must plug yourself consistently to the source of peace. Praise God. It says, be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Jesus didn't leave us in the dark of the trials that the world has to offer. He also went ahead and gave us peace. We have an answer. So today we'll be talking about anxiety. Praise God. You see, so what is anxiety? Anxiety is simply a state of inner turmoil and disturbance. Instead of inner trauma and disturbance. You see, however, we cannot completely talk about anxiety without familiarizing ourselves with its mother, which is worry. You see, just like a mother carries a baby in the womb for nine months and gives birth, so does worry when lingered long enough give birth to anxiety. 
praise God. And you see, once that baby is formed, they would always move around in unity. Worry and anxiety. That was just worry when it lingers long enough. Psh, anxiety is birthed. Sometimes it doesn't even have to linger at all. It just stays and poof, straight up is con- con- converted into anxiety. But you see, it doesn't end there. And that is, I think that is the most worrisome part of this thing called anxiety. It doesn't end there. When anxiety has sat in long enough, guess what is going to come along with it? Depression. Yes, depression. Depression. And I already spoke earlier of the dangers of depression. How, how, how it has multiplied the suicide rates. Some people are so... Are so are so weak to put it that way that at the slightest show of crisis they take their own life i was watching a documentary the other day on these n1 guys and one of them killed himself because he was to go to trial and, and all of that and he knew that he had committed this these things and has committed this offense and instead of facing the repercussions he rather kill himself and there are a lot of people like that. But now, sometimes I ask myself and I wonder that, okay, assuming he hasn't killed himself, right? Or something, what could have been? Because his, his partner now, who didn't kill himself, has come out of jail. They were, I mean, he went to jail maybe in 2003 or thereabout. I really don't know. But he came out of jail in 2019, I believe. Now, if that guy didn't kill himself, he probably would have been out of jail by now. That's his partner who, who came out of jail in 2019. Has gone ahead now to start another multinational business. Funny how. He's about to start racking under millions. But someone in the heat of the event, in the moment of things, took his life. He never got to see the other side of things. But now, these are not our good examples because they didn't do, they didn't do well. I mean, they, they did really wrong things. But then, at the other side of anxiety and depression, at the other side of it, you don't know what lurks there. Why end the journey in anxiety and depression? Well, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Well, in Christ, we have peace. And the scriptures are riddled with scriptures with verses rather that assure us of our peace you see when we go to the book of isaiah chapter 32 starting from 17 it says that the work of righteousness shall be peace dear believer you carry peace if you have the holy ghost seated in your heart you have the spirit that brings peace it says that the works of righteousness shall be peace and the effect of righteousness, quietness and assurance forever. Quietness and assurance forever. This is your assurance. This is your assurance. This is your assurance. The fact that you are in Christ. The fact that you are in Christ. This is your assurance. Praise God. Praise God. Romans 5, it says that therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So remember that Isaiah said that the work of righteousness shall be peace. Now, Romans is telling us that we have been justified by faith and we have peace through our Lord Jesus Christ. So tell me, how does righteousness come? By faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Praise God. So 
from these two verses alone, it's safe to say that Jesus is our peace. Christ is our peace. Now ask yourself, do I have Christ? Then you have peace. And I promise you, you do not just have peace for yourself. This peace you can actually share with those around you. Yes. Your peace is contagious. Yes. Your peace is contagious. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Jesus speaking in John, John 14, 27, he says that peace I live with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Look at this. What did we speak about anxiety? A state of inner turmoil. So here Jesus is saying that I am your anxiety proof you wear me like a garment i am your anxiety proof no matter what it looks like it's never really what it seems you see the mind the the the, the flesh is structured in such a way that it's hyper multiplies distressful situations so it is not inhuman to consider suicide at a time of distress. But waiting it through is what is not natural, actually. Because naturally, the flesh is designed in such a way that it's a hyper. Everything, everything, it multiplies everything. So now, think back. Your childhood, the most distressing situations you found yourself. Think of where you are now. And you realize that over 90% of those things, you, you, they were, you, you don't have to worry about it. There was that one time when you couldn't pay your tuition. And it seemed as if the world was coming to an end. But look at you here today. It's been how many years and you're good. There was that one time you were in debt. You were in so much debt. You don't even realize. You don't even understand how you were going to pick yourself up. Now look at yourself. And there might be someone listening to me. You might be the one in debt right now. You might be the one going through the anxiety. It doesn't even have to do with a, a thing of the past. But if you can remember all the distressful situations you have had to overcome and conquer, I promise you, in another couple of weeks, months, maybe years, everything that bothers you now would not necessarily bother you then. Would not bother you then. Praise God. Praise God. So as, we, as I said, Jesus is our peace. Jesus is our peace. Ephesians 2.14, it says, For he is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Talking about Jesus Christ. He is our peace. You see, let me tell you something. The peace that Jesus gives, like he said in the book of John, not as the world giveth. The kind of peace that Jesus gives is one that cannot be comprehended. It makes no sense. And the reason why it makes no sense is not because everything is going well. If everything is going well, peace makes sense. If everything is perfect, peace makes a lot of sense. I mean, where else can you be peaceful than in a perfect world? Right? But come, 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 come with me. We are going to read the scripture. 
we are going to read the scriptures. You see, Philippians 4, 7, it says that, And the peace of God, we pass it all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ. You can see that all the scriptures that talk about peace, coming from the Old Testament, and this journey down to the New Testament, points the arrows back to Christ as the source of our peace, as the source of our grounding. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So, what this should tell us naturally is this, that at the epicenter of your faith is a lot of peace. What this will tell us naturally is this, that once a believer comes into Christ, that peace is your right. Peace is your right. Peace is your right. Peace is your right. Now you might wonder, how is peace my right? I will show you. Come to the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16. It says that now the Lord of peace himself gives you peace always by all means. This was a prayer in the book of 2 Thessalonians 3, 16. Now the Lord of peace himself gives you peace always by all means. You might need to repeat it to yourself. You might need to tell yourself. The Lord of peace himself gives me peace always by all means. In every situation, in every facet of life. I have peace always by all means. I have peace always by all means. I have peace always by all means. There is peace always by all means. Jesus never leaves, leaves his God never leaves his children to his, his children to destroy. He never leaves his children to the destruction and the turmoil the world has to offer. Because the world has a lot of it to offer. The world has a lot of it to offer, but it's showing us that your grounding in distress is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Your grounding in distressful times is Christ in you. There is no, there is no more assuring peace. There is no amount of anxiety medication that will give you the level of peace that Jesus does. Because you see, the world has taught us that peace is circumstantial. So when everything is going well, everything is going rosy, guess who is peaceful? We are all peaceful. But you see what the world does not understand and cannot give or impart to us is peace in the midst of distress. It's peace in the midst of distress. Peace in the midst of distress. Oh Lord, oh Lord, that our eyes would fully grasp your love, how deeply you love us and the intensity and magnitude of the peace you give to us, Daddy. Oh Lord, we are grateful, Father. We are grateful. We would never stop being grateful. We would never stop being grateful. In you is peace. In you is peace. In you is the ultimate definition of peace. There is no other kind of peace. I am a big advocate of the secret place. I am a big advocate of the secret place. I advocate for the secret place vehemently. I advocate for the secret place more than I advocate for anything else. And I beg you, believer, I beg you, soak yourself in prayer. Soak yourself in the atmosphere of God. Soak yourself. It's, see, I spoke about in my last, in my last, in my last, uh, in my last sermon, the mystery of prayer. 
and I understood and I see we understand that sometimes there is no time it's a fast-paced world and that is the more reason why we must have a strong relationship with the secret place because the world is so fast-paced if you are not careful it's going to suck the soul out of you the world is so fast-paced and in the midst of everything there is a lot of chaos going on in the world a lot of killings a lot of disaster a lot of things to knock you off balance a lot of things to knock you off balance oh but dear believer in christ you are grounded in christ you are grounded in christ you are grounded there's no other place there is no other place there is no other place that accepts you and grounds you and directs you and guides you and gives you peace like the presence of god no other place no other place for the peace that the world gives is fleeting and the fix that the world gives is inferior. Oh, but with Christ, there is a higher order of living. Oh, with Christ, there is a higher order of living. The peace of God that surpasses understanding, that makes no sense in the midst of chaos. That you're like, oh, everything seems to be spiraling out of control. But hey, I don't even know, I'm, I'm, I'm unperturbed about it. I am, I am unperturbed about it. This is where Christ is calling us to. You see, some, some people, on the other hand, do not even need situations. The, the anxiety and the depression that they encounter is medical. Some people are autistic. Some people have ADHD. And with these conditions, naturally should come things like anxiety, things like depression. They call them comorbidities. I want you to know that Jesus sees you. And Jesus understands. Jesus understands. Jesus understands. And he is for you. He is for you. He is there for you. He is here for you. And he is also for you. And with him comes peace. And you see, the righteousness you carry comes with peace. The salvation package comes with peace. A ton of peace as a matter of fact. You are not alone. Dear believer, you are never alone. It would be nice to have you, if you if you were blessed by this teaching, share it with as many people as you can. Just share it. People wouldn't tell you if they are going through anxiety or anything. Lots of people do not talk about the things they go through. Because, to be honest, people judge People judge. So a lot of people would not open up about what they're going through. But if you were blessed by this teaching, it would be nice to have you share it to someone else and let them get blessed too. I'm rooting for you and you are dearly loved. And I'll leave you with this scripture. I'll leave you with this scripture. Grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ and the Son of the Father in truth and love. And finally, remember that the peace that passes all understanding turns the believer into an anxiety and depression-proof entity. That no matter what is going on in the world, you remain in a place of rest. You remain in a place of place of rest. You remain in a place of rest.
once again grace be with you mercy and peace from god the father and from the lord jesus christ the son of the father in truth and love amen